Be the passenger. The passenger. It's easy. I mean, I might bump it up. It might not be top five anymore. It might be top three of the year. It's, I, I love the movie. I love it. Now, Chris, I've seen it four times if so you far. don't, if you don't mind, if anybody is just watching us for the very first time, can you please explain to them about the passenger a little bit? And I'll be right back to at least follow up some. In other words, folks, I finally watched it myself. <laughs> this movie, I was expecting it. I thought I had it figured out by the, by the trailer. I thought it was, it, it is what it is. I thought, I thought it was a uh, kind of a fight club um, knockoff. I'll be honest. Which I am a huge Fight Club fan. I love the whole split personality, double, double character um, aspect of it. You know the the introverted guy who hides behind an extroverted character. Love the whole thing. So immediately this this trailer drew me in because that's what I felt like the movie was going to be about. And boy, did it! fucking go to areas that I did not think it was going to go to and made me feel as an introvert that, you know, idolizes kind of the extrovert that I want to be like for that double aspect. I felt like it, it did that for me. It did not go in the direction that I thought it was going to go, but it went so, so much deeper that I give it credit for. It's easily top three of the year for me. I'm in love with the movie. Um, fucking Kyle Gallner is a fucking show stealer. If he does not get credit for this movie, it's a, f whoever is in charge of the academies or whatever should be fucking locked up because he is fucking mesmerizing in this fucking movie. And I can't, I can't give more credit about it. The other dude, Man, I mean, he he does like an Edward Norton role in in Fight Club. He's the he's the meek. He's the quiet guy. He's this, that, and the other. He's 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 the, pretty much the total opposite. What you have is two characters that started off in a similar atmosphere, being children, you know, and then you have two separate paths where one takes an introvert and one takes an extrovert, and. It they just it's it's about coming back full circle to kind of even each other out to show that like surviving through life is about being a little bit of both. It's about knowing when to shut your mouth and knowing when to speak up for yourself. Chris has talked to me off privately about this movie before, and I know he was very excited about it. The thing of it is, the last time that. Chris and I got together here on our podcast. He actually had sent me a gift to watch the movie to download it on my own uh, Apple, you know, uh, which is once again, damn it, Chris, you got to uh, appreciate the kind gestures and all the damn, I believe in this movie. Uh, which I already got some ideas of what I'm once I get, you know what? I don't want to get too personal here, but I let's just say, well, I'll, I'll return the favor, hopefully, sometime soon. I had the opportunity. I, I took the time. I want to say it was this time last Sunday. Yeah, it was Labor Day weekend because I didn't have soccer. So Sunday was a good day for me to do it. And I'm like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm guilty when I 
dealing with a lot of stuff. If I've, if I got too much paperwork, let's just put it this way. And I'm trying to deal with thinning it down. I can't think about anything else until I get rid of that stack of paperwork. So if that makes sense, mm-hmm. but I decided to say, fuck it. I'm going to kind of try to take Chris's advice. So I sat down and last Sunday I ended up watching a lot of movies and I was like, all of a sudden I didn't share this with you. This is brand new. I'm like, Oh crap. I've got a brand new movie to watch. <laughs> So I got myself, uh, I wanted, you know, what I call comfy food. Cause to me, that's the best time for me to watch a movie. We you know, one that you haven't watched yet. So get you look like, say if it's a pizza or something, get your pizza ready and then hit play. Right. If I could one second. Sure. We have not talked about this. This is totally the first time of me hearing this. So I just wanted to put that out there. Cause we have not talked about this. The nothing is uh Nothing is fake here. No reactions, no nothing. Almost every friggin' video, I either give Chris some ideas of what I'm going to talk about or he, or vice versa. And this one is like, you know, we're just going to wing it. And I, I'm the thing of it is when we start talking about our own kids and names and stuff like that, it just kind of, it, you know what? It's a cool subject. It's a random subject. Um, the passenger is, is it credited as a horror film? I believe it's categorized as a thriller. It being under the Blumhouse, Umbrella, yeah. people automatically put it into the horror genre. Now, I know Blumhouse is a producer. They're not necessarily the creator, so it's so to speak. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're supposed to finance these creators. How do I say this without it make it sound like I'm reward, rewarding Chris for giving this as a gift and a movie that's in his top three? If you, okay, let me just put it this way. If you're a fan of just sitting down and reading a good book, the passengers a lot like it. It has a very good story. It's it's and I, I'm not going to give you all the details. I'm just going to simplify it in a sense. It's 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 it is a simple movie in itself. There's not a whole. There's not a lot of character. In fact, when you watch it in the beginning, you'll notice, wow, there's not a lot of credits here for different actors in it. But I love the fact that it's a very it's it's a very simple movie. You do get heavily involved with the characters. The acting in it is amazing. It's, but the acting is also simple. I mean, the, you could tell that they, the actors, when they were reading their scripts or reading the story, the, or possibly the book alone, they probably, they fell in love with the story. You can tell that each actor or they were knew what their character was about. And yeah, it does start off where they're in a restaurant. You have, now, this Chris, I am going to ask you for your help here, real quick. You are more so much involved with it, and I've only watched it once. Yeah. In the beginning, you have your first character, your 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 your. I guess you'd say your first male character, the leading character, the the young man who it's almost like he wants to live in his own shadow because of his sketched past, uh, beating himself up for what he did as a child to his teacher yes. with the eye, yes. Randy, Randy. Randy walks on eggshells his whole entire life because of something that he, he was responsible for as a child. But what he did is if I remember he was nine years old, it was an accident. He was a child. He was a child and it was a foolish, foolish. In fact, at the very beginning, they go right to that scene where he's nine years old and you can see that there's a teacher where there's an, or her, she's covering up her face. If I could, when, when she, I loved how if you if you can recall um, things from your past as a child, you know, things are so much the colors are so much brighter. 
everything is amped up to the level of 10. Everything is more explosive and emotional. You're a child. You're just experiencing these things for the first time, right? So we're talking about a teacher that, you know, got lead in her eye and lost her eye, but the blood is spurting. You can, you can actually feel him as a child seeing this scene, which is probably, probably wasn't that bad. It was probably just her holding her eye and, and, you know, it was a horrible accident. But in this, it's, it's amped up to the level of 10. All the colors are brighter as you'd see it as a child. And that's to give credit to the film itself. They really did a good job of describing that scene. Yes. And it wasn't a difficult scene to shoot. What he saw. I mean, it's a simple effect. Yes. But the, the way the camera angle is showing him, he's, he's in shock. He's literally staring. Okay, obviously up into the camera. He's got this look on his face. His body, he doesn't, he doesn't move. He's mm-hmm. like frozen in time. Yeah. To harken back to that later in the movie. He goes through the same experience, but he's seeing it through real eyes. He's seeing it through adult eyes. Present time. Present time. He's seeing this catastrophe, this horrible incident take place. But there's no, you know, the colors aren't amped up. Nothing's going crazy. He's seeing it through adult eyes. He's seeing it just, you know, he's seeing people die. People get murdered right in front of him. A horrible incident, but it's toned down compared to his teacher's eye, which was just a simple accident. You know, the thing of it is, as I'm watching the film and like, I've only watched it once, like it stated, he's, he walks through, like he he lives in a, and it looks, it looks like a Midwestern town, Mm -hmm. a small Midwestern town very similar to like what we have around here in some small towns where they probably have one convenience store and one. And it, the, by the way, the restaurant that they worked at, it looked like a, a generic Burger King. Sure did. Sure did. <laughs> um, but yes, it start it, like I said, it starts off that scene and it goes to him as present day as a young, young adult where he just gets up out of bed or argue with that. Not necessarily argue with the alarm. I don't even remember that, but He's driving into work and in a, let's say on its last wheels, you know, four door sedan folks. If you, um, I want to, uh, please come up. Don't forget the name right now. Billy Bob Thornton's his first film where he's, uh, you don't potatoes, sling blade, mustard, sling blade, which is, I have not watched in ages. I don't want to compare it, but it has that same type of where you're pulled in the first few moments of the film because it's, it's really? like I said, if you are a fan of reading a, a book where it's a good story, there's something about the way the movie is shot. It's not a lot of explosive. There's not a lot of special effects. There's not a lot of fancy actions. There's just something about the way the character is written and performed that you're triggered in and it's, it's even if it's on a small budget, it's so well done. Cause that was, that was it for me. How the movie was shot. It was, it was, yeah. you know, just as we're talking about that childhood incident, it was so graphic and so over the top because he was a child. And then you move into the, the middle of the movie and he's an adult. He's mm-hmm. in his mundane job 
He's accepted his place in life. He wants to go no further than like a, a fast food manager. He's accepted. He's too afraid. And he's, and he's so afraid and he's so comfortable in this little, this little shell, this little bubble he's built for himself. That he's so fragile. It's almost like he's afraid to scream. Everything's toned down. All the, as you're talking about the atmosphere, all the, it's dreary. When you when you go into adult life, everything it is looks dreary. like it does around here in the in the in the fe- in February. It's mundane. There's no exciting. There's no colors that pop. There's nothing that is going on. And the way they shot that from childhood to adulthood was so significant for me. Yeah, the, the, the he looks exhausted. I mean, the kid looks like he's ninety. Well, let's say a hundred and five pounds soaking wet. Um. But yeah, when it gets his boss, the manager, uh, it's obvious that when they're at this, you know, generic Burger King, because the colors of the uniform and all that, and even the lettering looks like the uh, font for Burger King, uh, the manager's a dickhead. And even if the employees are kind of half-ass, which, you know, he's there's a bully in this movie in the beginning, and the, uh, the, the, the asshole, the employee that works there with his girlfriend, and it's like he has to show off everything about who he is and what he... And but that's still an excuse for the manager. He looks like he's an asshole. Uh, he acts like an asshole. He tries to con. What's his name again? I'm sorry. The the main number one character, Randy. Randy, yes. Randy. He more or less has Randy come into his office. Tries to talk up because Randy's the only one that's really responsible at this job. Even though he walks on eggshells his whole entire life, he's the one that shows up to work on time, and he does his job. He's reliable. Mm-hmm. Get it to the point where it gets into the really knit and gritty there at the restaurant. The bully, the asshole that has the girlfriend there, he's showing him himself off and the girlfriend. He starts bullying Randy. He starts giving Randy shit. And then in the background, we have our other employee who's just cleaning up, kind of in the background, mopping. He's observing everything that's going on. Even though you can kind of tell he's getting aggravated with the bully. Because it's... He even... It's confronts the bully. Yeah, all the stuff he's doing is making. Well, he's Benson. Benson is his name. Um, literally, it's making Benson go back into his childhood, and he's built up this wall. He's built up this facade of himself to where that type of activity will not go without fucking repercussions motherfucker it's you you poke the bear pretty much speaking of randy on names real quick too and i want to forget randy being basically walking on eggshells he doesn't want to cause a scene he doesn't want to cause it not even with his own name the name tag even as his own asshole manager <laughs> got the wrong name in other words his randy and they were using, everybody was calling him by his last name because he has like two common, you know, a common first name and a common last name, but they sound like they're two first yes. names. I can't even remember. It's like Brad, Bradley or Bradley, something. That's correct. Yeah. Randy so Bradley. Bradley's on set. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, I, I actually went to school with the John Johnson. But, anyways, uh, everybody thought his name was Bradley. He doesn't like, it's like you could just tell. It's like he's okay in his bubble because he's afraid to even come out of his bubble. But anyways, as we get to Benson, he's just, that's it. The teapot's boiling. He can't take this bully being an asshole anymore, giving Randy shit. 
trying to act all high and mighty. So the camera follows Benson out to his car, which is parked right next to Randy's. So he goes out there and he lights a cigarette. And at this point, and this I'm, I'm ruining the shit out of it. Like Chris said, we're just going to go ahead and get into it. He lights up a cigarette. He's just kind of leaning up against the car like he's needing to chill out. But nope, that cigarette ain't enough. Nope. So Chris, what does he do next? Oh, he goes to the trunk. I'm sure you can guess where this go is going. My wife, as she was watching it, she was like, well, he's got a bat. Long cyndrical object. I, I thought that too. I really did. He's got a bat. This is going to be bad. You know, he's, he's obviously a traumatized kid himself. He's, you know, cleaning floors at a fast food restaurant. He hardly talks. He's obviously had past, past drama or trauma, should I say? Not drama. Walks into the restaurant and uh, pretty much cleans house. Man, doesn't even think twice. You know it's a movie, so therefore you're not probably as traumatized by it. You know, it's not like a from a you know you're not watching this from a, 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 not a security camera thing like that. But it's still holy shit. Yeah, it was no uh, no lead up, no nothing like that. It was just you are a deplorable human being. You will be nothing. You will not contribute anything to life. Let's just let's erase you. <laughs> yeah, his his girlfriend, she's of course freaking out like anybody else would because she just witnessed her boyfriend get a big blow a big hole blown into his stomach or his chest. It's it's graphic, but it's not the most graphic thing you'd ever see, but it's graphic enough. It gets to the point. What's Bitson? He basically he kind of reminds me I I couldn't help but think and I and I and I'm guilty at this. He kind of reminds me. He's. It's almost like he's done this before. This isn't the first time or, he's had to take that that weapon out of the trunk because he just snapped or, the teapot's boiling. Or he's lived it so many times in his head. That's what. That's the mental health aspect that I want to. I want to emphasize here. It's that I mean, once you have a person who's been desensitized so much by all the media we have, all the news stories, everything that we hear, you don't know what the fuck's going on in people's heads anymore. You, it, we are desensitized to everything. We've seen it all. You don't know what, keep, what people are capable of anymore. In fact, we're not even nearly as shocked about hearing about UFOs now and then. It's kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh-uh. I've made it clear. I love Quentin Tarantino films. But the heroes in the films, the badasses, the bad guys, you, 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 you like the bad guys in his movies. This character, after he, you know, blows a hole through the asshole, the bully's chest, which, you know, you're like, you know what? Good. He warned the girl to shut the fuck up. Shut up. He has no choice. He has really no. What? What ain't no country I ever heard of? But, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just going to Pulp Fiction. Basically, he's he's tried to warn her, but in, in the real world, there's no way she's going to calm down like that. No. Well, she's she's history. Yeah. Yep. She's gone. And not to mention manager, of course, a deplorable. Oh yeah, a deplorable uh, character that was a, as well. Gone. I loved that. I I'm not trying to glorify graphic, but how that scene was shot. I, I, I'm going to tell you right you now from just watching this film, it's a budget. It's, it's a low budget. It is low budget. It's a low budget, but 
the people that 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 I'll tell you right now, this is a good film because they didn't rely on special effects. They didn't rely on CGI. They, they, you get to see what happens, how the manager's passing, but they did it where it was at a wide angle shot and he got it from the backside and the way his body reacted, it almost looked like, how the hell did they get a stunt guy to kind of move like that without seriously hurting himself? Right. Um, yeah, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't call that graphic at all. I mean, the first, the, the, hey, you got shot with a shotgun. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, <laughs> see, that's what I mean by our desensitization. We, we are so desensitized. I'm, I'm clear. Real or shit is creepy. I'm clearly guilty of it as well, which is why I want to, I want to talk about it and raise awareness for it. <laughs> but in the terms, I mean, the bully was the most graphic to me. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and I'm glad that they did celebrate that. And I know that sounds terrible, but the bully deserved, it sounds terrible. No matter what I, no matter words that come out of my mouth, there's no, the fucker, he, there's no, no one deserves to die, but this is a movie. It's fantasy. Mm-hmm. He deserved to have the biggest punishment out of it. I guess that's a safe way of putting it, right? I'm fine with it. He's an asshole. I'm fine with it. I mean, anybody who's been bullied in life and had any of this stuff happen happen to them knows where we're coming from. And when you're a bully like me, I get it. <laughs> that just, that's not. That's not. But not. It's not good. Stop it, people. Stop that. Yeah. Stop being cruel to each other. Because the reality of it is when we do have bullies in this world, what happens, this real life shit does happen because we shake our heads, we get disgusted. And then I'm, I'm okay. I'm an asshole. I'm lucky. My son's done with school, but that doesn't mean if he doesn't, if he forgets to look both ways, there's still somebody that's going to, you know, my point of it is there's so many parents and I hate to remind Chris and Natalie right now that still have to walk on eggshells every fucking day because of bullies. And I don't want to paint a picture anymore. Better believe it. And then, and then we sit there and we wonder, you know, oh, he was so nice. He was so quiet. I never would have expected that. You don't know what's going on inside people's heads. You don't know what they've been exposed to. Oh, he finally snapped. No, he's got a whole lifetime full of things that just got covered up. Well, that and they did a good job of making sure that we understood about Randy first. Mm-hmm. Please got please to know the going. characters. I love it so far. Okay. So here we got, now I want to get to Randy. We've got the bully, the girlfriend, the, the asshole manager. They're gone. Mm-hmm. Now we got Benson. Okay. We got Randy by the soda machines and Benson's at least 15 feet away from him. At, at a, a, let's just don't imagine in a restaurant going around the tables. Randy is basically, he's, he's freaking out. I Frozen. mean, he's just witnessed three people getting shot by a shotgun. Now, here comes Benson as he's walking around. He's reloading that shotgun. No survivors. He was getting ready to kill him. Yeah. And Randy, he's standing there. I mean, he's, he's practically pissing and shitting himself, you know, because what he's witnessing. And Benson decided, and he gets more into details of why he didn't take Randy's life away. Spoiler, he didn't take Randy's life away. The passenger. Uh-uh. <laughs> now I get to the point where Benson more or less has hijacked Randy. In a sense, he has. He's, he's kidnapped him because now he's having Randy more or less. Come on, help me get rid of these fucking bodies. We got to clean up this mess. Which, if you think about it, I mean, the reason he did it 
was because he was tired of seeing Randy get treated a certain way. He was tired of seeing himself, and he projected himself into Randy's character. And he liked Randy. He liked Randy. He did. He saw himself in Randy, and he was tired of seeing him get shit on. So he did this act. So by automatically, right away, he became an accomplice. He became, you're the reason I did this. So they put the, they cleaned up the mess. There's a lot of blood trail. They put the bodies in the freezer. And now it's time to leave. Okay, there's no one else there. It's By the way, it's during the day. It's early morning, I guess you could say. And they go into Vincent's car. Randy's car is still there, by the way. And I'm like, wait a minute. They're going to know that eventually when they do find the bodies, which Benson kind of goes over this into, they try, he tries to figure out the time by the time, you know, well, it's going to be about five, seven hours later when they figure it out. But at my, at this at present time, as I'm watching the movie, you've got Benson and Randy, the passenger take off in a four door seventies model car. I can't remember the name of it, but it's an older boat. Like let's just, let's sure if it's I'm going to butcher the name of it. Lincoln. I'm going to butcher the name. It might've been a or Plymouth. I'm not sure. It's just an older four door. Yeah. Four door sedan, just a bigger seventies, you know, early 80, um, early 80 model car. But I got to thinking, well, shit. When, as soon as they start thinking something ain't right, they're going to see Randy's car there. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. They don't dwell on that shit. They don't dwell on certain things that you could try to just dig in the dirt way too much. You try to point and pick at certain things because they don't focus on that shit. They're more focused on what's going on in the narrative of the movie at each point as you're watching it. So now you've got Randy, who's basically uh, walking on thinner eggshells that he's has had his whole entire life because he's a passenger. He's been kidnapped in a sense. He has been. But then again, I think... There's so many things about Randy and there's so many things about Benson. As you go along through this movie, Chris could give you so much better detail. It's pretty much they're driving around in the same location. I mean, it's like they're driving in a big circle. Yeah. They don't attempt to leave to get out of town. Right. If you are an accomplice or if you are guilty of murder, you would escape town. No. No, this is about fixing That's, Randy. And that's where I'm like, this is interesting because normally any other time that you're watching a movie like this, where you've got uh, a killer and then you've got three, you know, bodies, you're going to eventually they're going to go to the detectives, they're going to go to the police, where they're going to try to find the people that are responsible. Because we, I mean, come on, logically, we would know when some people start showing up to this restaurant, they're going to see who was working that day, and then they see Rainy's car right there. Well, they're going to put two and two together. They didn't even focus on this shit because this is about Randy and Benson. And, you know, even at my point, I think, okay, when is reality going to catch up here? Eventually cops are going to have to show up to these two. But before we even start going to this, them driving around in town all fucking day, as Benson's trying to figure stuff out, trying to figure out Randy's life for him, what you got to start doing, start standing up for yourself, Randy. What do they do? They stop at a diner. They go to a, from one diner to another. <laughs> yep. And, Benson, he's just, it's almost like after this has happened at the restaurant, the worst sort that they worked at, Benson's alive for the first time. Yeah. You, you could, it's like when he was mopping, he had his hat down. He was in his own world, but he was pissed off at the world that he lived in. He was pissed off at anything that was going to get in his way. I mean, shit, he had the balls to fucking do what he did, but now he's alive. Yep. He's electric. He's not going to let anything stand in his fucking way. 
Because maybe there's also a part of him that knows, well, shit, there ain't no turning back now. That's exactly it. When they're at the diner, he's talking to the waitress. He's asking her questions. I mean, everything. It's kind of like, I mean, I don't want to say he's Robert De Niro from Taxi Driver, cuckoo, <laughs> but. No, he just, he's tired of seeing people waste their lives. Yeah. And he's also a little bit tired of the bullshit that goes on in the real world, but that still doesn't give us the right to fucking do what he did. But Which which takes you in a direction. It takes you definitely in a in a, in a straight direction to where he wants to be, you know, this catharsis for people. He wants to be this roadblock to be like, your, your life is going nowhere. Let's take a detour. But, yeah, and but this is where he can't do it in his own life. Yeah, exactly. And let's that leads me to they Benson and Rainey end up going to Benson's house mm. where it's where it shows where we have Benson and his mom living there. And I'm gonna bring up one thing. Benson tells he he gives more rules in a sense, by the way. He tells Randy, don't touch anything. I mean, don't touch anything. Mm. As Benson goes back to the ops, like to his bedroom. And now we've got Randy and Benson's mom there and Benson's mom, you know, she kind of reminds me a little bit of you mentioned uh, Joaquin Phoenix earlier yes. from, okay. Well, let's take the Joker, yeah. not the Joker, Joker. His mom. Jo- uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying she is as weak, but in a sense, she kind of reminds me a little bit of that, uh, my son can do no wrong, but she's not, not all there herself. All the there. As soon as she asks Randy, she needs the phone. Benson comes out of nowhere and freaks out. He told him not to touch anything. Why the hell would you get up? Okay, your mother, Benson, asked your friend, Randy. Obviously, he's your friend because you didn't blow his head off. He gets the phone. I don't care. You don't fucking touch that. You know, I told you not to fucking touch it. I mean, it was that kind of that, you know. It was tense. But for me, yeah. I feel like uh, I feel like she knew her son, and she knew her son was unstable and had been through so much. Rather that, she's she's just as she's just as much to blame for any abuse that he possibly had. Possibly, because he's probably That's had a lot of I stepfathers. Love about this character, Benson. Nowhere through the whole movie did they explain his trauma. That's what's great about. I'm going to say it. That's what's great about the original Halloween. Okay. You don't need a lot of explanations about Michael Myers. If you kept it simple throughout the whole entire fucking franchise, Myers would have been spooky the whole fucking time. And we're going to, we're going to get into more to where I want to point out more, but this is going to be quite an episode. Cause I really don't want to stop it. I just want to, we're already to four hours. I just want to say, <laughs> I just want to say it. I knew this was the movie's be, only 10 minutes long. This is going to be big, but that element that, you know, that was what, that was what Heath and Chris um, Chris Nolan came up with. You don't explain the Joker. He always had a different reason for why he has had these scars. None of none of the reasons lined up. You want to know how I got these scars? None of them matched up at all. Any of them could be true. We don't fucking know. That's they, I just I, I I missed those times, and that's what was great about this movie. It allowed you to use your own brain. It's great when you get to watch a movie and you get to use your own imagination. That's going to come up. That's going to come up later because the, the school school scene that 
I'll, I'll save that for later. Let's, let's keep going. Let's keep trucking. Keep trucking, trucking, trucking. Make sure you check out our next episode of the full review of The Passenger 2023. Meet us in the man cave on your favorite podcasting app or right here on your new favorite YouTube channel where Chris and I will share a, well, an intensive full review of The Passenger 2023. So until next time, well, if you're that passenger in that car, you got a lot to think about. See you then. Take care.